Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Michael Gordon, and I'm proud to serve as the 95th president of the greatest Rotary Club in the world. Our club serves our local and international community through a variety of projects, but our main focus is on youth literacy. If you're ever in town for either business or pleasure, we invite you to join us at one of our weekly lunches. More information about meeting time and location can be found at lasvegasrotary.com. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's speaker. It's my honor to introduce Rob McCoy, a native Las Vegan. I can't remember when I first met Rob, but uh, it was quite a while ago. We served on the Channel 10 board together before it was Vegas PBS. And then it was my good fortune to work with him at Century Lake, where he was my boss in the public affairs department. So Rob is a multi-talented community leader. He's accomplished very much throughout the years in his career. From his days as a Channel 3 news reporter, a quite witty one, I have to tell you, to his current leadership of the Neon Museum, where he's taken a uniquely Las Vegas attraction and turned it into an amazingly relevant museum that proudly displays the Las Vegas history at its brightest. No pun intended. It's my honor to welcome my good friend, Rob McCoy. Don't believe a word she said. It's good to see Sidra. I was thinking on the way over here, actually, that if the world had about a hundred more Sidra Canes, we'd be a lot better off. She's uh, she is one special person. Well, I, happy anniversary! You guys are ninety-five years old. Las Vegas Rotary. Uh, subtract ninety from that, and that's our anniversary. The museum has now been a full-fledged open museum for five years. We will celebrate our fifth anniversary at the museum October 28th, and you are all invited. It's uh, open uh, to the public that day between uh, the hours of 1 and 7, so come over and plan on joining us. Okay, I'm going to ask this question, and we'll see if we have a higher participation rate with this group than we do most days at the museum. How many have been to the Neon Museum? Yep, that's what I thought. This is a quintessential Las Vegas group, and so the percentage is much higher. Uh, only 10% of locals come to our museum. 90% are tourists. Uh, and of those 90%, 74% are staying on strip properties. So we're actually an economic driver uh, in downtown Las Vegas, and I keep reminding the mayor of that all the time. Some people some people say we're an art museum, some say we're a sign museum, some say we're a science museum. I got an email this summer which I think sort of sums up what we are. It was from a woman, her and her husband had lived in Las Vegas for nine years, had never been to the museum, and uh, they came to the museum and sent me a very nice email, and it said they had learned more in their one-hour tour with one of our tour guides about the history of Las Vegas than they had in the entire nine years of living there. And that's the ultimate compliment, because when push comes to shove, we truly are a history museum. Uh, that's what we do. We tell the history of Las Vegas through signs. Uh, the tours are one hour long, uh, and we're doing a whole lot more of them. We expanded our schedule this summer to include late-night tours. 
Our final tours come in close to 1 a.m. in the morning. Sold out. You have to book at least a couple of weeks in advance. Uh, come next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend, we will expand to have 27 uh, tours during weekdays and 33 tours uh, on the weekend, including those late night tours. We're trying to meet the demand. Um, word has gotten around the world about the Las Vegas Neon Museum. Don Merritt and her crew uh, in PR and marketing have done an unbelievable job. Since we opened five years ago, we now have, where's Tim Quillen? Tim, where are you? Did you leave? Oh, that's too bad. You would have liked this statistic. Since our opening, we have had 9 billion, that's with a B, impressions through our PR, social media, and marketing worldwide. It is truly stunning. And we get calls from media around the world. Um, it's one of the reasons why I refer to our museum as the crown jewel of Las Vegas. Uh, it's just instantly recognizable. Great. We just had a great year. We ended our fiscal year June 30th. Uh, visitation was up 24% year over year with a corresponding increase in our revenue. First month of the new fiscal year, which was July, 70% increase. So we are knocking it out of the park. So those of you that have not been to the museum, I want you to consider coming. Next week, we will light up four signs that have not previously been lit in our boneyard. Uh, and it's kind of a big deal. Uh, you old-timers will remember Steiner's Cleaner. Uh, the Happy Shirt sign is in our collection. It has been repainted. It will be relit next week, along with Margarita Babies and Don Yucca Motel. How could I forget that? It's one of my favorite. Got the most incredible twisted neon tubing uh, as part of the Yucca Blossom. And then we have a bonus. The fourth sign is the Fitzgerald sign uh, from downtown Las Vegas. And how many saw the announcement this week, I think, in the RJ, that we're getting the hard rock guitar? Uh, it will be erected in the boneyard, all 80 feet of it, 26 feet wide. It uh, will be totally refurbished, put back together, and it will be lit. Um, in October, you'll be hearing more about this. We're actually going to have a little bit of a public fundraising campaign online uh, to raise the funds for us to do this. It's going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of about $60,000, uh, which is a bargain when you consider that the Stardust sign, which was cut up into pieces and brought to the boneyard several years ago, cost about a quarter of a million dollars to bring it to us. And it will never be put back together because it's cost prohibitive. Um, I know we're short on time. Um, I want to tell you about something that we're working on. It's the most exciting thing we've done since we opened the museum. Got a call from Craig Winslow back in early March. He's a projection artist, and he's based in Portland, Oregon, and he was going to be a guest speaker at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, and he was making his way by car and doing his projections and certain landmarks on his way down to Austin, Texas. He said, hey, I would love to project, bring some of those signs back to life in your main boneyard. 
We said, well, we can't do that. We're not going to take tours offline so you can do your projection art. However, we have a rarely used north gallery, which is about a third of the size of, of the main bone yard. You can do that, but there's no electricity in there, uh, and none of the signs have ever worked. He says, okay. He says, I'll rent a generator. And he did. He rented a generator. It was last minute. I couldn't go. The next morning after he did his magic, two of my staff members came into my office with their mouths on the floor and said, you have got to see this. So basically what he did was bring a lot of our signs to light through projection art. So immediately we said, we have found our, our mission for our North Gallery. So beginning the first week of November, we will launch a completely immersive experience in our North Gallery that will tell the history of Las Vegas. You will hear music. The signs will come to life. You will see Frank Sinatra. You will hear him sing. You will see Liberace. You'll hear him playing the piano. You'll see Elton John. You'll hear him singing. Uh, it is Nobody in the United States is, is doing this. So it's a first. We're really excited about it. And it brought a video this morning that's just a little bit of a teaser of uh, what, uh, what we're up to. And uh, part of that includes the signs at the end of this. Uh-oh. Here we go. It's going to take me a second, folks. It is. Well, that's a problem. Thank you. Well, it's there it is. Is the audio working? Audio working, I hope. Nope. The Shangri-La of sparkling water on arid sands, and the beauty of greenery that we see today. The whispering of her palms and her blue-silver pools are a flavor that bestirs the enchanting. Las Vegas is the place. They can do it. For here is the lure of the past in all her colorful trappings. This is the one state that attracts like a magnet. And whether they come by car, rail, or circle the city and drop in by plane, their eyes pop wide open with their first glimpse of Las Vegas. For here, truly, is the last brick of a bold and frontier freedom. A city whose head is wreathed in garlands of neon signs, and a city of storybook west. Infinitely gay, and definitely alluring. 
With nightfall, one beholds a vast carpet of twinkling gaming lights. And it is death that Las Vegas blossoms to a scene of gaiety on a lavish scale. And here is the festive today. None of those signs, none of those signs work. Can you hear me? None of those signs work. That was all done with projections. Uh, we will have a total of eight projectors in two towers in the middle of that boneyard. That will uh, uh, basically be 360. We're really looking forward to it. We're very excited about it. It will be a separate ticketed event at our museum. You okay? Okay. It'll be a separate ticketed event. We're going to have three test audiences late in October to give us their feedback on what we have created. If any of you would like to be a member of that test audience, please give myself or Don Merritt your card or your contact information, and we will make sure that you get a spot. We'll have audiences of about 50. Per, uh, per experience. So we're looking forward to that. Lots of fun stuff. I know probably a lot of you have a lot of questions about the museum, so I'm here to answer them. Yes? <laughs> well, we've had a few conversations with Lonnie, but no, no, we don't have a competitor. We, we, we are one of a kind. It's the only museum in the world. Uh, in fact, Las Vegas has the distinction of having three museums that only exist here. Neon, Mob Museum, Atomic Testing Museum. Quite the distinction, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, see? You, you didn't know who I <laughs> There we go. Uh, I'm, I don't know. This isn't working either. I'm, I'm curious uh, what size area you have yeah, we're, we're currently on about two and a half acres, um, and we're in desperate need of property. We just bought the old L.A. street market building, tore it down, which sat right next to our visitor's center, uh, and have expanded the boneyard. We desperately need an indoor gallery. There's a lot of things that we want to do as a museum. One of them is for our visitors to be able to see neon actually being made up close and personal uh, because it is an art form. Um, so that will be coming. We're probably about three years away, but we're looking to expand and build. Hi, so I'm a tourist, and I was actually thinking about going to the Neon Museum. Mm -hmm. And since my flight back to Florida has been canceled as of like five minutes ago, I guess I have more time to stay in Las Vegas. Oh, do you recommend a nighttime tour or a daytime tour? I, I like the nighttime tours better. I just think they're a little sexier. However, there are folks that love the daytime tour because in the daytime tour, you can actually see the 
the the signs in their sort of stark reality. Uh, you know, the screws, the bolts, how they're really made. Nighttime, though, it has the allure of Las Vegas. Do you have a uh, a gift store or a DVD or a CD that of, of the signs or slideshow or something? I don't know. Do we have a DVD and the uh, oh yes, go on to YouTube, Restoration Neon. Uh, PBS did a hour special on us a couple of years ago. In fact, it won an Emmy. Um, and take a look at that. Uh, the the gift store is not selling any types of CDs at this point. So, Rob, are all the signs donated? And, and how about the work on the signs? Do you have any volunteers that try to restore them, or is it all at cost? It's almost all at cost. Fortunately, we work with uh, Federal Heath and ESCO. They give us some really great pricing on the restorations, but uh, they can be pricey. Um, it's not cheap, and it's one of the reasons why uh, businesses and hotels certainly have gone away from neon because they can be maintenance monsters. Uh, they can be a little touchy, um, and uh, it's 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 not it's not cheap. I'll just leave it at that. Hey, Rob, will you will you share with everybody? Because this is also an international, the museum is an international destination of weddings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, incredible amount of weddings. You would be surprised how many weddings are conducted at the museum. Uh, weddings plus photo shoots, uh, engagement photos. Uh, it's become very popular. The Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority has been a great partner. They've been a big supporter of ours. Uh, they help promote the museum, certainly with weddings and that sort of thing. Uh, our second annual gala, which is coming up in February, we will actually be honoring the LBCBA uh, as our as our honoree that evening, and it's well deserved. I've been out of town for a few weeks. Um, I must have missed something. What's going on with the Hard Rock guitar? Okay, so the restaurant on the corner of uh, uh, Paradise and Swenson not Swenson, Paradise and uh, Harmon, uh, they, they were bought by the hotel, and they're two separate ownership groups. The hotel is going to tear down the restaurant. They thought they were going to move the guitar to another piece of their property. They decided not to. Yesco actually owns that sign, and Yesco has been telling us pretty much from the beginning it was coming to the museum. Um, and uh, so that guitar, and it's iconic. Uh, for 25 years, it's been in film television, movies. Uh, it was the first guitar of its kind built in the United States. The, the, the guitar is now replicated at hard rock properties around the world. It's going to be a fun piece. We may have to put some music to that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Back in the 1990s, the Las Vegas Hilton had the uh, tallest and largest freestanding sign, and a windstorm took it down. What happened to that sign? It, it, it destroyed. Totally. Yeah, they, they just did away with it. That happens every once in a while. Uh, we didn't get the dunes sign, for example. Mr. Wynn wanted the dunes sign fully lit and to go down in flames the night of the demolition because of his hour-long uh, network television special. So we didn't get the dunes sign. We have one. 
Dune sign that's actually in our offices that is a plexiglass sign that was in the parking lot. That's all we got. Great. Thank you so much. Please come and see us. Before you sit down, Rob, I would like to, it's a tradition in our club, um, to present you with our Share What You Can Award, where a meal will be donated to a homeless vet in your name. Wonderful. So, pause and Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and like I say every week, Rotary is like tennis, but this week, Rotary is like Erwin Kishner. Friendly, quick-witted, and with a can-do attitude. So let's honor his memory with our through our continued service. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful meeting of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. If you're interested in membership or want to know more about our upcoming projects and speakers, please visit lasvegasrotary.com for more information. Now go forth and make a difference.